Hey you, welcome to Madness Continues Podcast. Well, uh, unique episode today. This guy who is our guest, he is the producer, writer, director of the Codane Diablo films. He's also a really creative guy, does a lot of music. Interesting fella, has had an interesting career. Uh, but specifically, I want to talk to him about uh, Codename Diablo. This is such a fascinating movie because it's been almost like famous, like a dark horse on the internet. Basically starring women who have enormous boobs, like huge like giant implants no way natural boobs and i <laughs> i mean i came upon this on reddit and i just was so fascinated with this idea because it just reminded me of these like old school b movies and i was like who the hell produces this thing and had this idea and uh what's fascinating about it is after actually watching this movie which is not a porn film just to be clear with everybody it's kind of like a fun B-movie, basically, and we talk about it in the film, I was kind of surprised and amazed at uh, how much fun the movie was. And I even talk about it in the interview. You guys aren't going to believe it, but it's bizarrely watchable from... I mean, like, you could show it to adolescents and they would get it. It's it's The humor is cartoonish. It's, it's funny. Um, everybody's clearly having a fun time on set. And I just really wanted to talk to the guy who made it because making anything any production is the most difficult thing to undertake i mean it's so having done a few of them and why someone does them is is just a big deal you have to have a very strong why to get into anything and any of this production is just it's it's just challenging and with any creative project that you do and so i was very curious to just find out why dre decided to go forward with his projects why he not did not one, not two, but three different movies like this, and 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 what he was trying to get out of it and produce in the world. Um, so I'm glad I did it. I know that it's going to sound this might be strange to some listeners to talk about this. I would encourage you to actually go check out the project. You'll probably be pleasantly surprised actually at how fun and interesting it is. I'll have it linked in the show notes. But uh, without further ado, I would like to bring in my guest who I was really happy to connect with over the phone as he was traveling around the U.S. Uh, thanks so much. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Madness Continues podcast. This is Brendan Lemon. Today, I'm excited, man. I got a guest on. I'm, I'm very excited to get into conversation with, uh, with this guy. Uh, I've got Dre. From Havoc Op International Films, director, writer, and producer of the, I think, famous online, I think we should say. It's totally famous online, Codename <laughs> Diablo. Uh, the most famous in, 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 online infamous movie, I think, on the internet right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could put it that way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. thank you yeah. for taking the time, Dre. I appreciate you being on the podcast, man. My pleasure. My um, pleasure, man. Have uh, so I so this is so this is going to be interesting because like my listeners are familiar with me jumping around to different topics and talking about different things. But I heard about uh, this. I, I heard about Codename Diablo on Reddit, and it had and it's been out. You produced it. It was 2017, I think, is when it was released. Released, correct? Yeah, yeah, came, yeah, yeah. End of twi- yeah, end of 2017. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting because it's been like a. I don't want to say like a slow burn isn't quite the right th- way to put it because it's been. A burn, burn. I think on Reddit and like certainly on yeah. like r slash yeah. bimbo fetish and r slash um, thousand cc and other places that you know the women who star in this movie, which we will talk about in a second, yeah. are typically posted on. But it's interesting because sure. uh, people we're talking about it. There's like all this kind of online conversation about it, 
and then I kind of noticed it, and I was like, "What is this, man? This is kind of, like this is kind of interesting." And so I went to the website and checked it out. And I'm like, "I don't know if I should watch this movie. I don't know. I don't know about it." I watched it. Not only is it fun and kind of a fun movie, but like it looked like when you watch it, and we'll get into it in a second, that you guys had a blast while making it. Like it oh, legitimately yeah, yeah, yeah. looks like it was the funnest series of like weekends. <laughs> 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 for you guys to like shoot this shoot idea. this movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah tell me a little bit i mean i'm sure you've answered this in other places but i'm just curious like what sure. how did this all come together because the movie is totally unique and i'll, I'll just take a second and i'll let yeah. you answer in a moment but i'll take a second to describe it so you have some of the uh, some of the most famous and uh, gorgeous big bust models like like on on the internet or in this movie. I'm thinking Lily 4K, now Lily 8K, who's enormously famous, Martina Big, who's famous and infamous online, Mary Madison Love. Yeah. Um, and then in the new one, I think you've got like Foxy Menagerie and I think a handful of... Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm sure I'm missing some people who are in it also. But but I mean, just those just those three. I think Dolly Fox also did some promo for it. And like, yeah. I'm yeah. kind of amazed because like they're so famous on the internet and you were able to manage yep. to get them into one project, man. Like how did you, how yeah. did you manage to do that? And how did you manage to have so much fun while making it? it, it the, main, the whole thing about this is fun. It's not, it's not serious. It's a hundred percent tongue in cheek. It's meant to be laughed at, not to be taken seriously. So it, that's the first thing. Yeah. The second thing is getting the girls in. It's, it's fairly easy actually, because um, from their point of view, obviously they're getting masses of promotion. So even, um, how do one put it? From their, yeah, they're getting massive promotion. So they're getting uh, lots of people who wouldn't normally look at them or normally see them. And they, they're being thrust into the public eye. So from their point of view, it's a no-brainer. It's, 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 it's great fun to do. Um, so yeah, I mean, the whole, the whole thing, is it, it's 100% fun. It's not meant to, it's got no seriousness in it whatsoever. That's the whole idea of it. It's, it's not meant to be taken seriously at all. Yeah, but it's uh, it's it's so much fun. That's I think why it's so much fun to watch is it's it plays like a fantastic oh, B yeah. movie, and that's it. it. That's yeah. Whole, yeah, but yeah. but what's interesting? So like in just what you just said is like let's take you know uh, some let's take like um, you know Lily 4K and Mary Madison Love as an example. Like I'm so I'm fascinated. Yeah. I should say, and I've never talked about this on the podcast, but I'm completely fascinated sure. by the trend of bimboification on the internet. Like uh, women yeah. who massively increase their breast size or get like huge uh, fake lips yeah. or any of these types of things, and I think it's I think yeah. it's I think it's gorgeous. I think it's like I'm fascinated with it. My listeners are probably like, "What the fuck, dude?" <laughs> Just me like saying that you had on feminist, <laughs> you had on Naomi Snyder, author of Why Does Patriarchy Persist, and now you're talking about this. I think it's all the same thing. I think it's like to me. It's like it's fascinating that women decide to make those choices. I'm thankful that they have. I think they're, you know, they're gorgeous. But let me back up. So it's fascinating to me because it's like those women must get hit up so much by like tons of different people for different reasons um, all the time that they have to get it. Like they must have their defenses up. So how does how does how do you as like the producer, director, writer of this movie Get get them on board with do do how do how do you yeah. go th- you know b- break through those levels of defenses you know yeah, and and, and basically takes, do a it, real it takes pitch. Time, but yeah, also it takes time, but also you need to um, how do you put it? You need to be introduced by somebody that I that we both know. So for instance, there's a girl that I worked with before in a previous movie, 
uh, when I got Lily in, that obviously if I approached, I approached Lily and Lily was a bit like, mm, I don't know you. But I said, oh, well, I know this girl that I worked with before. So, oh, yeah, yeah, I know her. I trust her. She's giving you a good um, report, giving good, good reports. So, yeah, I'll work with you. So you, you can't go straight in. Yeah, in other words, if I was somebody, you know, the typical, <laughs> I would laugh at it, but a guy with a, um, that says, yeah, I'm a movie, you know, it's the biggest pickup line ever. Yeah, I'm a movie producer. I want to put you in my next movie. Obviously, <laughs> the girl's going to say, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's, right. it's, it's an old-fashioned line. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's a good one. It works um, for other reasons. It's a good, good pickup line. But um, if you want to work with these girls, you've got to um, work, ha- have somebody that knows you both. So, you know, with somebody I've worked with before, say, so, yeah, I know one, uh, Trey, he's good, he's all right. So, yeah, we, I, yeah, I trust him, he's okay. So that's the best way of doing it. That's like that, so, that social proof, that like you're, ma- you're, you're basically using yeah. social capital to get something done. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in other words, to get, say, um, Foxy in, for instance, now, Foxy is, again, um, via somebody that we both know. So she'll say, yeah, I, I, when I first approached you, she was a bit, mm, I'm not sure about this. And then obviously I didn't say, well, I know this person. I work with Lily. Lily, you know, Lily's worth talking to. She says, okay, I'll talk to Lily. Yeah, great. I spoke to Lily. Yeah, that's fine. Let's go ahead. So it's doing it that way. So it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, you've got to have a, a track record. That's what, that's what we're looking for. A track record of proof that, you know, you're good to work with. Yeah, I mean, like, it seems like, I mean, this is true in any industry, but it's it's fascinating to break into. In the, yeah. in the world that we live in, I feel like we've gone through this. This is me going out into outer space with these thoughts for a second. But in the world that we live in now, it's interesting because we went through this period of time in which all of this data and information, everything was available on the Internet. It feels like it kind of became the Wild West of people reaching out to others, getting information, being able to to pitch oh, yeah. them on yeah. ideas. And now we're almost like returning to this like very human, who do you know? How do you know them? Kind of, kind of thing, oh, yeah. because it, it, there's just so the access is like the level of access is just so great now that we, we have to go back to very old models of trusting people. Yeah. I mean, the girls still get, I mean, they'll get offers all the time. They'll get offers from, uh, I won't say cranks, but some are, some are genuine, some are cranks. Yeah. And they'll get offers. And obviously the girls say, well, I don't know this person has approached me, so I'd best to say no, because obviously you, you don't know, they don't know. So I've, I'm lucky that I've worked with quite a few girls that can say, yeah, yeah, anybody new that comes in, yeah, I'll get, I'll approach them for you. So it makes it a lot easier. Got it. So this is, so, so that's interesting yeah. because they must have had other, so how did you become, I mean, aside from knowing, you know, working with people who, who Lily had known, for example, and then maybe getting yeah. that started that way, like maybe you can, if I'm just curious, like how did you, they must be being approached by other people. So how did you get to be the guy who got to yeah. do this really fun project with these women? Uh, just again, by, by, um, by recommendation and also give you an idea actually how, how things have worked really quickly. There's a girl, I won't say her name, there's a girl that's just beginning to get uh, implants. That, that basically, um, I said, yeah, you look great. And she, and then she actually, this is on Instagram, and she wrote back to me and said, oh, that's really kind of you. I'm really, I'm really flattered that you're, you know, you, the king of boobs, are saying that my <laughs> boobs look good. And I think, that's what I'm saying, so I've got a reputation already. I've only been around for a short God, while. God damn it, so Dre, I, I want that title. <laughs> <laughs> can i oh, i think i i think go i go, just go, go. I, that's so funny i just found out the perfect gift to get you after this which is a little desktop plaque that says the king of boobs <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it, it, it's brilliant it's brilliant so so yeah so sometimes it's still nice to have another girl that i work with approach any new actress because it makes it a lot easier but, on, but I'm, I've got enough of a reputation now that I can approach girls and say, yeah, 
um, online and say, yeah, this is who I am. This is, this is what I've done. Are you interested? That's rather yeah. than being some random guy that, that says, yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a film producer. Would you like to be in my next movie? Every girl's going to say, no, I don't know you. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So you've, yeah. So building up that reputation and leveraging that social capital, yeah. I mean, like that, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. All, everything yeah. becomes easier. I mean, that's true. I think of almost any industry, I guess it's, it's interesting oh, to yeah. think about yeah. in, in, in this world. And I think particularly because, and maybe this is just the way that I think about this, you know, like I, I think I'm partially fascinated by this idea of, um, you know, of, 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 of like of porn. I've interviewed a bunch of porn stars. Um, you know, obviously, Lily yep. and Mary, Dolly Fox, um, Fox Menagerie. These women are not porn stars. These are their glamour models or, or you know, however they want yep. to describe yep. themselves. It's not quite the same thing. Yep. But I think it's fascinating to me because the, they take on an almost like mythic like stat status in stature sort of because of the way the internet treats them. I think it's fascinating to me that's because it. it's like, that's it. you that's know, it. That's it. yeah. And you get to sort of work with them. And I think what I hear you saying a little bit is you're like, yeah, it's just like working with anybody else. You just, you got to be a good person. You got to do good work. You got to, yeah. you know, talk with, with people and yeah. treat them like yeah. humans basically. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. why did yeah. you say the same as any business? Yeah. Go, go ahead. Go Sorry. On. No, you go ahead. Well, I was just curious, you know, how did maybe we can start back kind of a little bit in your career getting into this. I'm curious, like, why did yeah. you decide to go and want to work with Big Bus Models, um, become the king of boobs, which I'm totally never, I have to buy you something that says that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember as, um, as a kid, you know, well, as a young kid, but I've always been, you know, I've been fascinated by Big Boobs. Always, that was, you know, I remember. You know, being yeah, basically being a kid, I've been fascinated by big booze. I mean, absolutely fascinated. Um, and then, obviously, as you grow up, we've all done it. Back in the age before the internet, I found my dad's uh, porn stash. Uh, so obviously, videos and stuff and uh, magazines, and he, he uh, had big booze stuff as well. So I got into that. And then, when I was at university in London, um, there's uh, Russ May. Obviously, I'm a big uh, big fan of Russ May. That's my one of my main influences. He, they used to show them like three in a row um, once a month at the best place. Have you heard of the Scala in cinema in, in London? No, 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 I haven't. Okay. Yes, it's, it's, it's like a, a B-movie cinema. They'll show B-movies. So literally, I would go up there and watch those films. And that's the only way, obviously, pre-internet, that was the only way you could watch them and obviously get my video. So I've always been, right from being a young kid, I've been fascinated by Big Booze. So even my friends, I'll, I'll joke around. They'll, they'll, they'll see a girl walk in a bar and say, "That's that's one for you, Dre." And I'll look around <laughs> and she's got massive boobs. So my, you know, that I, I know I've, they've, I've been like that for years. So that's that's what is also good about it. I, I'm not an opportunist person that says, "Yeah, I tell you what, let me make a film of." Um, I don't like big boobs. I tell you what, let me let me be an opportunist and make a film of girls with big boobs. This is my passion. It's something that I strongly believe in. I love it. Yeah, I think it's. You know, what's amazing to me is that you can. Uh, there are probably so many. There are probably so many. You know, men and women who are listening, who maybe are listening to this, and that's actually their passion also. But they can't admit it to themselves or others. I think it's actually really cool that you can just. You're just like, yeah, just really yeah, enjoy it. Yeah. So that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Yeah. There's something yeah, really yeah, the only thing going on. No, 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 I was just gonna say there's something really cool about that. That just that level of honesty and honestly vulnerability yeah. that you're able to just kind of just go, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's stuff that I like. So my my films, it, it's full of 
of stuff that I like. I'm not pandering to an audience and say, oh, well, I better put that in because uh, I don't like it, but I better attract an audience uh, of value. Uh, but I better widen my audience and get put that in. I, it's only stuff that I enjoy. It's fully my, you know, it's what I like. That's a, yeah, that's awesome. I th- well, I think that it's funny. Ira Glass, and this is crazy to think about. You made a you know basically a a big boob B, B, B movie, which is fantastic. But it's funny that I'm about to quote Ira Glass from This American Life. But like he um he says cool. you know it's very interesting because the greatest pursuit of all art is trying to just satisfy your own taste. And I think like that's basically what 100%. I just heard you say is you're like yeah I really this is yeah. this is what I wanted to make a fun movie that's tongue in cheek. I think you did it. And um, it's it's great. I'll have yep. the link, by the way, in the show notes for everybody. I'll link to the to the website so they can go check sure, out. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, of course. So they can go check and out. The other you thing, can... actually. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. It is worth mentioning. Is I love slapstick comedy. So I, 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 I yeah, verbal comedy is great. So if somebody like say like Kirby enthusiasm, so, um, uh, the guy says a line and yeah, oh, that's very funny. But I love it when literally a guy falls down the stairs or somebody, um, you know what I mean? Something done with a slapstick. So I love all that. Like. I'm a Tom and Jerry, a Roadrunner, Wiley Coyote, so I, I love cartoons. I love all that. Um, so again, that goes in there. So that that's part. That's because I don't know if you if you've seen the film. There's um, bits where we go from uh, live action straight into animation. Oh yeah, because uh, I love all that. I, I, I love. And also, I don't know if you had it in in America. There's a show that was a bit of a cult show in the early '80s here called The Young Ones. Oh yeah, Did I know The Young that? Ones. Yeah. Written, yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, I love the anarchy. In other words, you can go suddenly from live action, you go suddenly to animation. So I love all that. Because I, I, uh, anarchaic, how to put it, I can't say the word, but anarchy in, in films, I love all that. The, the stuff that jumps around, that cuts around, that goes from one place to the other, I love all that. Well, yeah. Actually, y- on another subject, I remember what, Yeah, yeah, go, go ahead, on. go ahead. No, this is great. Well, I remember, with, uh, I was going to say something. Um, when I was at school, uh, our teacher said, I want you to write a book, uh, uh, a short, uh, not time, but a short, um, some short words, a short story about your favourite day. So I wrote my favourite day. Uh, everybody else is saying, well, I went horse riding or I um, went uh, fishing with my father or I had a picnic with my family. And I, I basically put that I saw this like punk band. There's a band called The Jam, uh, Paul Weller, that I'm going back a few years. But the, uh, and they were like jumping around and thrashing the guitars. So I said, oh, I watched for this band. And then the next thing, I saw a football match, and there was like goals and boots flying everywhere. And then uh, there's a film with Clint Eastwood called Coogan's Bluff. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. Going back to the yeah, and basically I said so uh, where he beat the, and there's another. I then saw another bit where this guy beats this other guy up to a pulp. There's blood everywhere. So basically, you've got a punk band thrashing the guitars and jumping all over the place. You've got a football match where goals are being scored and the people are the crowd are going mad. Then you've got Coogan's Clint Eastwood beating the crap out of somebody. <laughs> uh, so that's how I, I, I put that. And my teacher said, "Oh, you can't write that. You've got to write that again." And at the time, I thought, "Oh, she's right." But I thought, "I'm thinking about it." Now. And I thought, "No, that's me. That's what I like. That, that I like that anarchy, that stuff. That anything could happen." And that's what I try and get in the movie. I, I love all that. Yeah, and it's funny. It's funny because I feel like the movie flows from like thing to thing like that like i think of the scene where like uh i mean it, like where mary mary madison goes out and then like everybody else is like just had their asses beat by her <laughs> like, and oh, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah i think all yeah. that stuff is so funny there's kind of an almost like uh, again not to be too pretentious but like you know I, I mean you're british so i feel like the the um you know the 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 
uh, illusions here are are true is like you, it's almost like an Edgar Wright style of like there's just a lot of shit happening yeah, and yeah. I'm following the story but it's like yeah, things are just moving around so much and um yeah perfect, and it's perfect. it's it's an entertaining 30 minutes I'm I'm kind of amazed like how what was the shooting like how did it come together I mean aside from getting the the girls on board or I should say the women on board they're all grown-ass women um, yep. <laughs> aside from aside from getting them on <laughs> board, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Aside from getting yeah. them on board, which I'm, I you know, was a whole thing in itself. That was like, I mean, I've, I've, you know, I'm fascinated. Yeah. Like I said, with this world, and I've reached out to um, a handful of them before. Um, Allegra Cole got back to me. Actually, I might end up yep. interviewing her. But yeah, oh yeah, Allegra, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. She, I mean, like, what a woman who's got a message and doing something in the world. I really want to contrast that yeah. conversation with speaking with some of the feminists I've had on this podcast because I would consider her a feminist also, interestingly, uh, yeah, based on... Uh, this, is, uh, this, is, this is really important. Actually. Sorry to you, but really important because in my movies, the, the men look like idiots. The men are made to look like absolute idiots. They, you know, they, they'll muck things up. There's no powerful men in there because the women aren't <laughs> powerful people. Yeah. It's and also... Uh, <laughs> so good. <laughs> go on, go on. Uh, yeah. So, so I, I, I would... I always make sure that the message I'm trying to get across is the women that are uh, the actresses, the girls that are doing this, I haven't forced them to say, right, I want you to get bigger booze or you've got to do this. And so I don't want to do it, but I've got to do it because you're making me do it. Nothing is like that. So the women are very, uh, maximally empowered. So it's their decision. It's their bodies. If they want to do it, they, you know, they're, they're, they're making their own decisions. And also, like I say, the men are made to look like absolute idiots and the women are in charge. So, uh, I won't, I won't, I'm not going to say I'm making a feminist movie, but I'm, I'm very um, aware of my message. In other words, women are, are the powerful ones, men are the idiots. That, well, that, that's, that's really important. Yeah, no, I think you're, it's interesting that you point that out because that, that through line is through the film, is that any of the, the women yeah. are the ones who will only get, who get any agency in the movie. And, and literally, like almost every yeah. other man in the entire movie is, is identityless. They're all the frogmen, guys who have these, you know, latex yeah. suits yeah. on. All the, the all the women yeah. in the movie get the best lines. They get the best um, yeah. weapons. <laughs> they get the, they they're fucking yeah. laying. You know, I mean, they're shooting up dudes left and right in these in these you know in the scenes yeah. and stuff. Yeah. They get the best laugh lines, like all of that. It's very yeah. interesting. They have a lot of agency in your in in your film. And I think it's interesting to point that out. I would love to talk with Allegra Cole about it, but I guess my point in mentioning that was like you know, trying to get a conversation with any of them is, is very challenging for all the reasons we just mentioned that yeah, it was, which sure. is that they have yeah. a high yeah. amount of attention, a lot of people reaching out to them, trying yeah. to build up credibility. I yeah. understand how it is. Um, yeah. But aside from yeah. that fact, you know, I've, I've also, I mean, I shot a TV pilot that I self-produced um, with a, a co-producer right. of mine in Iceland about, about comedy and comedy around the world. And that was a, I mean, that was like a, a it was like pulling fucking teeth, man. It was like really difficult to finance, to arrange. <laughs> how did you, you know, I mean, yeah. I know you've done other creative things in the past, but I'm curious, how did you sure. get the sure. the production together, the financing, the the, the crew? You know, maybe okay. you could talk about that a little bit. I'd be yeah. very fascinated to hear about yeah. that. Yeah, so I work with a lady in LA that basically I'll say to her, right, I want to do, I, this is this is a script. I want to shoot this. I want it seen on a boat. I want this and that. And say, okay, you leave with me and I'll, I'll get it sorted. And then she'll come back and say, okay, it's going to cost this. And I'll say, okay, that's a bit too much. Can you do this? And it's my money. For the, the, the last few films I've made, it's my money in it. The next one, I'm gonna, it's going to be a much bigger budget. We're going to go uh, probably an hour and a half. 
and we're, I won't say any names, but we're looking to put some major names in there. So people will say, oh, so people will say, oh, yeah, 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 I know them. I, I'll, I wouldn't normally have seen your film, but I'll come and see this. So, so that that's uh, going to be a lot more things. So basically, I'm, I work with uh, somebody, it's like a, a fixer. In other words, you'll say, yeah, Got leave it, with yeah. me, I can get a location. Yeah, so I, I, I do it that way. I may, because um, I've made other contacts, I may shoot in Europe, because uh, it's going to be cheaper, but then I know LA, LA, I love it. And it's, it's, it's as you described, it's much more fun. You obviously, where, where are you based? Uh, I'm in, I'm in uh, really between New York and Chicago mostly, but been out to LA a little oh, bit. So you're, I mean, you're I, do, okay. I do comedy all over yeah. the place. Yeah. LA, I love it. It's, it's just the way, it's just, it's just so laid back. It's just like, uh, hey, you know, it, it, I love it. it, it it's almost like um, you're in a dream. I, I, literally, it's like being a fantasy dream. So yeah, especially as a, movies, as, as a Briton. Love going there. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, oh yeah, yeah. Especially, yeah. yeah as a as a yeah. British person, being in in Los Angeles is like a to- it's like being on another planet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. I, I absolutely love it. So yeah, so I've got I've got um, a fixer in LA that sorts all stuff out for me. Uh, we just go over there and shoot, and I'll say, okay, we're going to need this, we're going to need that. So yeah, leave with me. I'll, I'll get it sorted. I've got it. I've got three quotes here. What do you think? Oh, this guy's good, but he's cheaper. Uh, this guy's not as good, but he's bet more expensive. So all this kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah. So that's amazing well, that you have to have a good team. Oh yeah. yeah. Good people around you. I mean, that's true yeah. in just about anything. I yeah. think that, you know, you're, you're sort yeah. of a chain, like they say that a chain is only as strong as its weakest link, but it's almost like when you're trying 100%. to create, create a project, it's more like a net and you're like, you're trying to raise everybody and it's only yeah. as, you're only as strong as how strong the links in the net are or something. But, um, I, uh, you know, yeah. I'm fair. I'm yeah. fascinated by the idea that, that you're going to be doing a, a, fe- a full feature for the next one. I think that's pretty cool. That yeah. that yeah. shooting so we, schedule must be a lot cool. more grueling, uh, lots more writing, yeah. all of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the script really, I've got the idea. I've got a bit more work to do, but I'm more or less done. Really, it just needs a bit of fleshing out. Uh, I won't give any plots away, but it's going to be a more complicated plot. Uh, yeah, I can tell you. Rather than having one baddie, you can have lots of different baddies. Yeah, but yeah. Give an example. Again, I'm, I'm putting a film reference here. There was a film that Spencer Tracy made. Oh god, I can't remember the name of it. Mad, yeah, Mad 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 World back in the late sixties. I that is let me it? tell you, Dre. That is a family classic. My family loves watching that movie every year. Oh yeah, yeah. Mad 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 yeah. Mad World yeah. is a, is fa- is fantastic. Yeah. So basically, if you think about it, they're after one thing, but rather than having one person after one thing, there's lots of different people who say, "Well, I'll have that because even I could use it for this," and somebody else say, "Well, actually, no, I want that money because I can use that money for this." So something like that is what I'm, I'm planning for the next movie. So lots of different baddies in it that uh, will want, they're all after one thing, but they, they can use it for different reasons, if that makes sense. So that, that's the whole idea of it. I, I, I'm looking forward to doing that. I love this idea. This is like, it's almost like, it's fascinating because it's a mad, 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 mad world had all of the best comedians of the period in it. I mean, it had everybody. Oh, yeah. Ethel had, Merman, yeah. Yeah, yeah Ethel, Ethel Merman, Merman, the Three Stooges. I mean, it had Jonathan <laughs> yeah, Winters yeah, destroys that yeah. entire gas station, which is one of the greatest. I mean, yeah. if for somebody who likes slapstick <laughs> like you, that's that's like one of the greatest comedy yeah, yeah, moments ever caught on the, film. One of the lines up, whenever <laughs> I'm out with my friends and I have two bucks to drink, and, and you mentioned the gas station there, the guy says, you guys are crazy! You yeah. guys are crazy! Remember that, that bit? <laughs> yeah, he's just... And Jonathan Winters... I always say that. Oh, that's yeah, so yeah. funny. He destroys yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, yeah. But so it's like perfect. You guys are crazy! crazy. <laughs> You're crazy, man! Yeah. 
because I think it's great because it's like you're making it's a mad, 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 mad world, except with like you know big boob models yeah. uh, on the internet yeah. today. Yeah, you're like it's gonna it's yeah. cool it's cool man because legitimately it's it's weird to say this but like it's such a like Codename Diablo was so interesting to watch because like the the Reddit like didn't know what to do with it for a while. Like, because people yeah, on one yeah, side yeah. were like, oh, Jesus, look at this ridiculous film. And then people on the other side were like, this is the coolest fucking thing. Like, people were, like, yeah. freaking out about yeah. it. And it's funny because... There's no it, middle ground. No, there was no middle ground. And it's so funny yeah. because when I, when I yeah. finally got around to watching it, I was like, oh, my God, this is actually really funny. Like, this is exactly what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like, this guy made yeah. it, and he knows exactly what he's doing with it. And... yeah. It yeah. just was like I, you can hear the joy in my voice. It was like so much fun to watch for all of those exact yeah. reasons. Like yeah. It, yeah. It, it, like it just is such a fascinating like thing that you're creating, man. It's gonna actually be around, and then Codename Diablo Two is yeah. actually gonna yeah. be around. Like people, it's gonna be like it's a madman, yeah. madman, madman world because people are gonna be watching it like fifty yeah. Yeah. years yeah. from now yeah. because they're like, yeah. check out these hot yeah. chicks and this yeah. ridiculous movie. This is so fun and funny to watch, yeah. like. You know, you're, <laughs> it's going to be in a museum somewhere, probably. Uh, yeah. And also the other thing that, again, uh, another influence, um, I, I can have tears in my eyes just to say this. The A-Team, you know, the original A-Team with George Peppard, uh, Mr. T, etc. Obviously, you can have like somebody with a rocket launcher blow up a car from five yards away. And then they go to another scene where somebody's firing a machine gun and they go back to the rocket launcher and the guys step out of the car. <laughs> you know, not a scratch on them. That's why I like all that. Because I saw a film on the plane um, over um, Stuber. Have you done Stuber? No, no, no. Cut along. It's out. It came out in in the summer. It, it, it did okay at the box office. It's got um, Dave Batista. I can't say his right name. But he's a big guy and oh, another guy. Stuber. Yeah, yeah. Stuber. Dave Batista and uh, Camille Nanjiani. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, so I was watching it. I thought, okay, so I can I, straight away. If it's an action comedy, I get this. It's going to be type of thing you could, you know, you have a laugh with your friends. I can't. I'm sure there'll be any violence in it. I've watched it for a minute. A guy's just been shot, and, and he's been shot, you know, showing being shot in the head, and his head exploding. You never think, why, why, why are they showing this? Why do you need to put that in this film? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It, you sort of mean you don't need to do that. You can just have the guy being shot, and he yeah. falls to the ground. You know, he, you know, he's been killed. You don't need to show the. The violence, and like that. I would never do that because I think it, it, it. Part of me thinks, why are you putting that in? You don't need to do that. Yeah. The same with John Wick. John Wick, I do not like that at all. I remember just flicking around on my um, on my cable, and they came across it. Oh, John, I watched this. Watched it for five seconds. He's in a nightclub shooting everybody. And I thought, why the hell are they showing this? You don't need to put that in. You can you can get the same effect. But you don't. It's almost gratuitous violence. You don't need to put that in. Yeah. So it's something that I would never put in my movies. It's, it's, okay, people get shot. You might get a girl with a machine gun goes in the room and shoots all these bad guys. But you don't see your head exploding and blood everywhere. You're just going to know right. Okay, they've been shot. Okay, I get the idea. Yeah, great. Move on. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because um, it's funny because that is I, I. There was a video essay online I watched recently about John Wick that talked about that where they were like. John Wick, and that's the point. The point of John Wick is for it to be gratuitous. That's why I guess you're tuning in. Yeah, but, yeah. but you have a good point, and it's funny yeah. because I was when I watched Codename Diablo, it was like you know, like I said, like Reddit freaked out about it. But part of me watching it was like, I feel like I could watch this with my like twelve year old niece. Like it, it it's uh, like, the, like it's really funny. Like aside from the fact that there are women with giant tits in this movie, 
they're super fucking cool. They're not like they're and it isn't yeah. gratuitous. Like there's not a ton of there's not like yeah. like a ton yeah. of nudity. There's not like explosions yeah. and people's heads blowing up and like like you were just saying and like a lot yeah, of the jokes i would never put that in i'd never yeah, put that in. a lot yeah. of the jokes that you're talking about were like they're like tom and jerry they're like cartoons like the guy i just think of the beginning of the movie that's where it. that's it like uh like uh uh martina big comes out and puts the gun to the guy the <laughs> the boat driver's oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's like, yeah. okay, I can jump off the boat, but I have to. And then it like it's, it cuts to like thirty yeah. minutes later, and he's still working out how he's <laughs> going to jump off the boat. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like that's literally a joke from like uh, from um, Invader Zim or something. Like, it's a real yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's too funny, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love all that kind of stuff. So yes, yeah, so, because to me, again, talking about um, so so some people might complain it's always that's got big booze in there. How dare they do that? But the violence, to me, violence is far more dangerous. Gratuitous violence, when a, you know somebody can watch, like I say, a stuba, somebody will watch that. Say, okay, yeah, okay, action comedy. Okay, somebody's head's just been blown off. I'm not going to really know. That's going to go into my subconscious. You see what I mean? Yeah, it, it's it's you it's it's, it's disturbing. There's like yeah. nothing disturbing that's, that's at all far about. More dangerous. Yeah, that's uh, that, yeah, that's that, so that, interesting. That that to me is that's a worry. Yeah, yeah. So I'd never I'd never put that in. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I could say it's more the like the A team, Tom and Jerry, Wiley Coyote, that kind of stuff. People get killed, yes, but you don't need to. It's funny, you don't need to um, show the blood and the guts. No, I wouldn't put that in. I just love that. I love Dre's Havoc Op International Films, codenamed Diablo, fun for the whole family. <laughs> That's what you should. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole idea of it. It's just, it just, just laugh. Yeah, just, it, it's just not meant to be taken seriously whatsoever. And I remember having um, Commerce come on a big um, 60s spy uh, film. I, I'll talk about that later, but I, I love all, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but I've got most of them. I've got loads of, of those films. Now, the, the original James Bond, Sean Connery, um, I think it's far too serious. Again, he shoots people and people say, oh, he's the best Bond, but I don't think he is. Have you seen the Roger Moore one? I was about to say, you have to like Roger Moore. Yeah. <laughs> So, as a, as a child, when I watched those, I thought, okay, yeah, okay, James Bond, yeah, okay, yeah, he's he's a hero, yeah, okay, fine. I remember watching one about five years ago with Roger Moore, and I thought, yeah, watch this. I just pissed myself laughing. I just couldn't stop laughing because you can see not only is he is it funny, and it's not accidentally funny; it's meant to be funny. You can see in his face he's not taking himself seriously whatsoever. He's just having a fu- he's just having fun with it. It's just so funny. This is like I, another example. Yeah, I was going to say I'm really getting a sense for your where your taste comes from now. Yeah, yeah, and the other one that he did a film that is one of the funniest films. It didn't do well at the box office, I don't think, but he was in a film called Boat Trip. Boat Trip. You seen that one? No, no. Who is? Yeah. Uh... Cut a long story short. Um, I forget who I've seen it, but cut a long story short, these two guys. Um, oh, that was Cuba Gooding Jr. Think, yeah, yeah. Gonna... That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And he's it. Roger Moore is in that, obviously playing a, 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 an older gay guy. Uh, the whole, well, I won't give the premise away, but it's just a so funny film. And I can't imagine Sean Connery. I mean, that would be great casting if somebody could cast Sean Connery as doing that. But I can't see him. But he'd say, "No, I'm not doing that." But what Roger Moore, you know, God, God rest his soul, he, he just did not take himself seriously whatsoever. Just total fun, absolute fun. But that's that's yeah. That again, that that feeds into what, how I work. 
That's so fa- that's fascinating, man. I so what is your your roots? But you um you you've produced obviously you've produced this film, um and I know you've produced a lot yeah. of other art and stuff. But was this your first? Was sure. this your first uh film though? No, no, I've done other ones. There's another one that I did before called Blonde Squad. Um, the only, I, I won't go into long detail. But the problem with that is again you've got to be quite I've learned you've got to be quite careful who you work with in the industry and. Basically, somebody that I worked with on that film uh, tried to make out there was this film, and we had a, a big falling out over it. Um, so rather than, yes, I had legal advice, I won't go into great details, but rather than release that, that wasn't released, so I shelved that. Got and it. Before that, the reason why I, I called my, yeah, call my company Havocop, there's a girl that she's still around now. She had, she had a few problems with her um, implants called Sheila Hershey that I worked with. Oh, yeah, Sheila Hershey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, it's funny yeah, that I know I very, very like my, my audience is like a bunch of people who are going to be like, what the fuck, Brendan? You just know all of these references offhand. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I yeah, do. Man, you know too much. I think that. Yeah, 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 I'm, yeah. I'm a um, true so fan. I work with her on a very low... <laughs> yeah, man, that's good. That's how it should be. Um, I work with her on, a, on a, my first one. So basically I've done Operation Havoc is the first one that we should have heard. That may get released uh, you know, in the future. They put it out of DVD. Blonde Squad will never come out. And obviously, we've just done Code and Diablo, and then Code and Diablo Two will be the the, the next one. So I'm, I'm sad to hear uh, that, that one. I'm sad to hear that Blonde Squad isn't going to come out because I just I just looked this back up. You worked. This is Elizabeth Starr's last movie that she uh, she was in before I think it. she she retired from doing anything. Yeah, she, I mean, like what an amazing. I mean, same thing. Yeah, like what yeah. an amazing woman. Interesting uh, story. Oh, and then great. you had yeah. Summer Cummings in there. Elizabeth Starr is like one of the most interesting interviews I've ever heard uh, when she was talking about her. her oh, yeah. Her career in porn, um, she's a yeah. fascinating person and gorgeous. I mean, like all of these women are just very, very attractive. Oh, yeah. um, well, some of the older, some of the older girls that have been around um, in porn, like her and Summer, they're just so. I mean, they're great people. Yeah, as you say, just to, if, if even if you're the most ardent anti-porn person, just to sit down with them, take them out for dinner, just sit down with them, talk to them. They just got so many interesting stories. I mean, literally. I mean, you know, Summer was in. Um, Oh, I forget the name of it. Uh, Boogie Nights, you know, Boogie Nights with. Um, oh yeah. Mar- uh, yeah, Marky. she was in Boogie Nights. Yeah. That is. It. Yeah, yeah. Paul Thomas. By the way, Paul Thomas Anderson. On a serious note, is yeah, uh, yeah. Kubrick is the best director ever, and Paul Thomas Anderson is, is not far behind it. They've been fantastic directors. Uh, he, really, he's a. Really he, he, I mean, truly um, a savant, a savant, and and willing to go and explore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, topics yeah. and things that that many other directors yeah. are afraid to get into. I mean, like he, I would talk yeah. about a great yeah. interview. I would love talking to that guy. I um, I wanted to say this real quick yeah. too. Yeah. Um, I've in all the porn stars I've interviewed on this podcast, honestly, they're some of the nicest people that I've ever spoken with. And and they they have interesting lives. A lot of them. I mean, I'm thinking particularly of um, uh, Chanel Preston and. Uh, Sylvia Sage, yeah, who I yeah. spoke with. Sylvia's a comedian. She's yeah. really funny. And um, oh, and then even yeah. Rocco, who was just on, and um, Lex Steele, yeah. who we're going we're gonna to put on soon. Fa- yeah. I mean, really fascinating yeah. people with interesting stories and interesting backgrounds and really could yeah. not be kinder. And it's funny because, you know, yeah. they, they, they do something that a lot of the world, I think, is, you know, feels strange about for one reason or another, but they couldn't be nicer people. And I think yeah. it's, yeah. you know, it's totally worthwhile if you, for yeah. some reason, I don't think anybody in my audience is like, oh, I don't like porn. I think I probably, pretty much everybody listens <laughs> to this podcast is probably on board with porn. But yeah. I would just say if for some reason yeah. you're not, I would encourage you to actually go watch interviews with these people because they're really interesting yeah. people. 
Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Very, very good people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm sorry to hear that you're not going to release Blonde Squad, man, because I would, <laughs> I would love to go check that out, too. Yeah, I, I'm, maybe, maybe, but lawyer, let's say lawyers and legal people have said it's probably it, it's too much hassle just to shelve it and go and move on. Mm, got it. I see. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm excited for the next project, though. And um, so b- before, yeah, but yeah. before yeah. getting into movies, what did you before getting into to production and before you did Havoc? Um, yeah. What was yeah. uh, what was kind of the creative impulse? What did you do? You know, maybe growing up in the UK, I'm sort of curious on what what kind of motivated you to yeah, so, to so, create. Uh, um, yes, yeah, some music. I, I've all, I'm still doing music. It's all the, all the music on on Diablo is me. I've done all that. that that's 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 the easy bit. Um, so I do all that. Still, still write and play music. Um, write, draw. I'm a bit, you know, anything artistic. I, I just love all that. Um, art is, you know, it's your soul being. You know, everybody can do it. So it's your your soul being out there. So yeah, I've always, I've always done it. Love it. That's so cool, man. Yeah, I uh, I feel like drawing has kind of came yeah. came naturally to me too in terms of de- developing yeah. a lot of this kind of things before I decided to walk up on stage and and try to be funny in front of people. I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> Um, what is your that, that just saying? Go on, go on, go on, go on. No, 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 yeah, you were saying, yeah, no, hold on, I want to hear that thought. Yeah, no, I was going to say that that um, being a stand-up comedian, uh, I could do it, but that must be the hardest thing ever. Uh, it's pretty difficult. I feel like uh, maybe I'm addicted to to the I don't know what it is like getting punched in the face, maybe. <laughs> It's like when you get on stage yeah. and especially yeah, when you're yeah, trying yeah. new material yeah. out, it's like so rough, man. But like, it's just as interesting. Like yeah. that's, that's the way that I think it's prepared me for doing a lot of other things in a way. Like, yeah. you know, trying to do the television production that I was doing to shoot the pilot in uh, Reykjavik has yeah. been really difficult and trying to, you know, yeah. work that project forward. We were finalists in the New York television festival. Um, we've been speaking with a really? lot of different networks. It's been really cool, but like, yeah. You know, I think that doing stand-up comedy has prepared me for a lot of that kind of thing because those it, yeah. it's just yeah. Yeah. you know, constant failure, getting getting uh pushed down, pushed back, like all these different kinds of ways encountering problems and you just have to roll with it, you know, like you can't if you're on stage for 20 yeah. minutes and you're 8 minutes in and and things are not going right, you got to just figure out what the hell you're going to do for the next 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. the same yeah. thing like on yeah. a production. Nothing goes right. Everything falls apart. Yeah. Yeah, but on the other hand, though the, the the rush when it does go right, when you've got an audience, literally that you just walked into a room and you you don't know the audience, and you tell your first joke, or third maybe the first two don't work, the third joke hits, and then the rest of the show is just like everybody's on the floor. That must be such a buzz. Oh man, it's the best. It's like the hardest drug. It's yeah. so good, yeah. and that's why it's that's yeah. why you keep yeah. going back. Yeah. It's like a, yeah. it's like yeah. an abusive relationship yeah. in a way where it's like it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> most of the yeah. time, it's not great, but yeah. when it's good, it makes up for it. Yeah, um, yeah. It's yeah. So, yeah. so so. Let me ask you just real quick. Do you um you have you gone out to uh, do you do go out and see any comedy in the UK or anything like that while you're over there? Oh, in the UK. Yeah, not not a lot actually. Um, I've got friends that will go, and there are quite a few comedians here, um, but not a lot. I'm, I'm a, I think I prefer. I've got to be honest. I prefer English comedians tend to be more stand up. Tends to be a little bit more reserved. Oh yeah, a bit more. Well, I don't know if it's more observational. You know, in other words, I was walking. You know, a comedian might say, "Isn't it funny?" You know, I don't know how you find it, but I find it if I go into a shop. 
uh, and I asked for this, don't you find the same thing? And people say, yeah, no, you mentioned it. Yeah, I find that. So that, that's, you know what I mean, but observational. This is a great impression. More like that. Was I, yeah, well, I look at people, I mean, I'm a Richard Pryor and Robin Williams. I mean, Richard Pryor, uh, to me, that that's my favourite comedian. He did just on fire, that that that, um, that guy. Oh, my God, he's so funny. Um, yeah, yeah. In other words, it's, not, it's observational, yeah, but it's more like motherfucker, you know, I, I saw this, I do that. And I think it's incredible. And Robin Williams, again, is, is a... Um, fantastic guy, brilliant guy. Oh my god! Just the, the yeah, oh, yeah, 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 just the two of them, rest yeah, their souls, yeah. man. They're so funny. Yeah. And like, I wrote an article yeah. a while ago on Quora, yeah. which I feel like I should link in the show notes, just in case people want to check it out. But it was about why, um, why he was so Richard Pryor was so prolific, and it was like he just invented this style of comedy that yeah. everybody now does. He nobody did it before yeah. him, and yeah. now everybody does yeah. it in the same way. Yeah. It's just a very interesting. The guy like yeah. created yeah. a new form of doing it. Um, it, 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 what, yep. what has been yep. your reaction, you know, since, um, since, you know, Codename Diablo came out and has uh, as much notoriety, notoriety as it does. I mean, it's like, like I said, it's famous online. I'm curious, like, have you, yep. you know, what's your reaction to, you know, seeing reviews or seeing people talk about it or, or people, I mean, I must not be the first guy who's like reached out to be like, do you want to talk about this or like anything like that? I'm just curious yeah, what your, yeah. what your, it's, you know, the post of that has been. It's great because, yeah, it's great. It, um, because it's, as I say, it's not something, it's, 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 it's plays. In other words, it's not something that I've sat down and thought, right, yeah, I'm going to really plan this out and make sure that I do this and do that. And I'm going to uh, make something up that isn't for me. It's all for me. So I love it. it it's, it's not something that I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say it's, it's no effort, but it's something that just is me. It's, it's, it, it, it's, it's, I love it. I love it. So you'll get, yeah, you get some bad reviews and I think, okay, well, Again, I don't mind. As long as I, as I get a reaction, that's what that's what I'm after. If somebody doesn't like it, great. Right? People like it even better. But uh, what the, the interesting thing is now, even now, the film came out in December 2017. I'm still getting people buying it now. I'm still getting people contacting me and saying, oh, man, I've never seen it before. What's going on here? This is incredible. Now, because you think about it, it's going to be a young man that maybe was, I know when the film came out, was, uh, was young and now... Well, you know, yeah, two years later, he, he, you know, his older brother has, has passed it down to him. He says, oh, yeah, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, somebody's gone to you, somebody's gone to college, or they've got stoned and they've been around their friends out and say, man, what, what's, what's this? Or they've seen the camera and say, what's this? What's this film? And they, so it, it's, it, it's, it's always being discovered that that's a good thing. So when the next one comes out, that's when I'm, I'm hoping it's just going to go, you know, absolutely bonkers. Man, I'm excited. Mad. I'm excited for it. When does it start? When's yeah. what's the timeline? You know how much? I, I know that you said you can't share too much about it, but I'm curious yeah. what the time, what what you can share. Sure. So we're aiming, if not if not if not 2020, definitely 2021. I'm looking at as I say, I can put money in again, but I'm looking at investment this time. There's, again, the other thing that's happened now. There's a lot of fans. People don't realise this. There's a lot of fans. That are re, I mean, that are fanatical about big boobs. It, I know the film isn't just big boobs. There's a lot of fans. Yeah, that I mean, you're talking to one of them, and they'll say, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, yeah, 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 yeah." And, they, and they'll say, yeah, I, "I really want to put money into this next movie, and in fact, I want to be the biggest sponsor of the next movie." So it's almost like a battle to put for people to put money in. Oh, that's cool. So I've already got a couple of sponsors. Yeah, yeah, I've already got a couple of sponsors that want to put money in, um, and also, again, without saying, I know I can say, there's a company that has. Um, Built a gaming, uh, I built a game on based on Codename Diablo. You know, was like yeah, you know, I saw this. Slot machines online. I, stuff. Yeah, I just saw this yeah, yeah. online too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So somebody's actually they they bought the rights to 
do that. So that's literally just started a month ago. Um, and that company that bought the rights is also uh, potentially their film investor as well. So we're kind of like talking, we're talking, let's put it that way, we're, we're at that early stage of talking. So there's a few people that want to put money in. Yeah, that, that, that's a given. That, 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 that will happen. Um, so if not 2020, 2021, we'll start shooting. So yeah, so that, that, that's, that's the um, timeline. So we can look at maybe a 2022 release date, probably on Codename Diablo yeah. 2. Yeah. I think that yeah. makes about sense. Yeah. It's about five Ladies years between yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I, possibly earlier, but yeah. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, maybe possibly sooner, which would be exciting. I, um, uh, we need to stay in touch because I want to. If there's any way I can snag yeah, no. a ticket to that premiere, man, that would be really freaking cool. Uh, yeah, the yeah, UK, yeah, yeah. the UK premiere looked like it was a blast for um uh, for. And again, I mean, like the thing that I love about this project is that, like, from beginning to end, it just looks like you guys had so much fun, and like that's what. And in a weird way, like that's what big tits are in the world, dude. They're just fun. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Basically, basically literally, um, I mean, Foxy, Foxy, the, uh, the new girl, Foxy Menagerie Vert, is brilliant to speak to. Cause, I mean, literally, she is just one ball of fun. So speaking to her, again, is very cartoon-like. Um, most, yeah, I try and get the girls I work with, they're not just big booze because they think uh, that'll, give me some, that'll give me some money. They do it because they love it. And Foxy is almost like a, I wouldn't say mini Mouse, but it's almost like an innocent... Um, girl that does it because she absolutely like like us men love boobs she loves it from a feet from a girl's point of view she absolutely loves it um so it, yeah it, it, it's just incredible yeah i would love to get her on this spot yeah i would just love to get her on this podcast to yeah, talk about yeah. that but like same yeah, thing with yeah. um allegra which yeah. is when i was speaking with her she just is like this is just fun i just do this for fun i love big boobs on other girls i that's like it. them on me that's it. and i think that sometimes yeah. it's like it's like there's a lot of um there's a lot of like I, I don't know just just judgment that gets moved around the world i think women get jealous of each other i think men get jealous of other of women and of other men and just i don't know the way that yeah this all goes and you're like man just everybody just chill out and appreciate the fact that like maybe yeah. big boobs are fun and it's funny because like i've never really been i had a girlfriend in college who was like i think she was a 32 e or 32 double e maybe i mean like huge natural right. boobs but like right. I, yeah. no other woman i've dated it's never been a, a, a thing for me in terms of uh, relationships that i've sought in my life but like yeah. i just appreciate yeah. that there are some women in the world who love that and and want to just yeah. get you know yeah. get go bigger and like makes the world a better place yeah. i guess you know what i mean yeah I look at it also, I, I often have these debates online with, with people. People will write online on Instagram or Twitter and say, oh, that's disgusting, or what the hell is that girl doing? And I'll simply write back and say, um, what do you think about tattoos? And Ooh. I won't get an answer. Mm. Because tattoos, people, you know, naturally people say, oh, yeah, I've had a full sleeve tattoo, people won't bat an eyelid. So, yeah, great, good on you. Yeah. But well, what's the difference, to me, what, what's the difference between, you mm. know, if I want to add a tattoo to my body, great. Fine. If I want to make my booze bigger, what's the difference? There's no difference to me whatsoever. Yeah, like people who do uh, get you know get a jaw correction surgery or a nose job or yeah. any of those same things. Or yeah. I think about like some buddies of mine who are like bodybuilders who try to like really put on a whole bunch of muscle in a certain particular kind of way. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, man, it's just the same yeah. thing in every in every kind of different direction. And like 
Some women want to go yeah. in one direction. I mean, some people get whole body tattoos. Like everybody, every part of their body, face, yeah. arms, feet, yeah. everything. And you're like, yeah. just it, it's yeah. it, it's fine. It's like it doesn't. If it, you don't have yeah. to love it, but you don't need to shame it either. Like everybody just enjoys what yeah. they do and appreciates these things about other people. Yeah, I think um, we without getting too political, we live in at the moment. Uh, whether it's being done deliberately, we, we live in a divided society. In other words, rather than reaching out to my brother and shaking his hand and saying, you know, I love you, good on you, you, do, you know, I respect what you want to do. I might not agree with it, but if you want to do that, you're not harming anybody, good on you, I love you. But we're now in a very dis- divisive society where people say, well, actually, you know what, I don't like that about you, I don't like it. Which is, that, you see what I mean? We're going more towards that, which we shouldn't be doing. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that this is... Yeah, I think you're right. I think we're... I mean, it's not too deep of a conversation for this podcast. We get into some deep shit sometimes, but I think, like, yeah. it it, yeah. it really has something to do with this. Like, I think about... Elizabeth Starr is a good example where, like, that woman has had people be... I mean, straight up, like, evil to her because of the fact that she has these enormous oh, yeah. tits. And I feel like bad yep. for her because it's like she just this is one thing that she's had in her life there's no reason that you need to you know treat someone differently and i think that it's strange because like at the d- deep down i mean again i mean this is a little weird that we're having this conversation about boobs but like everybody's like human deep down and everybody deserves to be treated with some dignity and i i think that there's yeah. there's something real there which is like we, we 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 need to recognize each other's kind of common humanity and and sort of see through it and i think that you know and just to back up even further like I can see that, and it's funny after watching Codename Diablo and like talking with you about it, I can see why on its surface somebody might send you a message that would be like, this is ridiculous and exploitive and it's mean and disgusting and demeaning yeah, of women. Yeah, but it's like, yeah. dude, go watch the movie. Oh, the, all, the women are yeah. having fun. They're the only ones who have any agency in this film. All the dudes look like idiots. Yeah. Like, let's watch it and have a good yeah. time. <laughs> it's just fun, man. Yeah. Like, just back up yeah. and appreciate yeah. the fact that life is yeah. fun. That's and it. sometimes these things are just That's fun it. and lighthearted. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Well, yeah, very me, important. And also, yeah, go, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Dre. Well, I was going to say, um, Sometimes I, there's, I, I'm quite uh, au fait, because obviously there's a lot of latex in the movie, I'm quite au fait with the fetish community. So quite, I know quite a few people in it. Uh, and when they have their events, they describe their events, obviously they wear latex or they wear leather, and they have events where they will play. They call it play, though they might, somebody might um, tie somebody up or, or whatever. And they call it play. And when you look at what they're doing, it, it's, it, it's almost like being a kid again. Obviously they're playing, it is, they're obviously there's a sexual element to it, but it's play. In other words, it's, it's almost like relaxing and saying, oh, you know, I've had a hard day at work. I've had a hard week at work. Uh, I can now go to this club and just relax and be, you know, let all my uh, worries go away and I can just play. And that word is so, it, it's such an important word. Yeah, I think I think you're right you know about I mean? that. Yeah, no, I, I I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's yeah. I've I've been a member of yeah. this is going to be if, if any of my family members are listening to this podcast. Uh, which, they're not. They're with, not. Yeah, which statistically they're not. <laughs> change I, your name. Change your name. Wear yeah, a false moustache and a false beard. Yeah, yeah. I'm changing it. Yeah, I'm changing it. It's funny actually. I just had Jeremy yeah. Jeremy Mill. Uh, pardon me, Jeremy Miller, author of uh, Brand New Name, on the podcast recently, and he told me I should change my name right. to Rafe Rafe Cortez. Uh, far more interesting yeah. name than <laughs> Brendan Lemon. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I know, right? Okay. So, so uh, no. What I was gonna say is, like, I've been a member of like different 
sort of uh, like the the fat community a little bit and have gone to like yeah. different yeah. play parties and things like this, same as you're describing, not really yeah. with latex, but just different sort of shit. And it's fascinating yeah. because I feel like yeah. when I've been in in that in those places, I've been like, uh, you know, and whether I've participated or not, I've been like, yeah, this is just fun. People are just having fun, and there's not yeah. a lot of like judgments here, and there's not a lot of like. That's you know, it. people are just allowed to kind That's of be it. themselves. And like you were saying, like, there's like a, almost like a, it's weird to say this, but like almost like a childlike, and that actually, and again, that kind of comes across That's in the it. movie, which is That's like, it. That's why I said like I could even watch it with my niece or something is because it's like there's nothing particularly adult about <laughs> it in the sense that it's just people yeah. having fun. Yeah, yeah. And what I want, uh, and I, I've, uh, how to put it, I, there wasn't any porn, there's no porn in the film, there's no nudity in the film, uh, or there won't be any in you know, in subsequent films. I'm, I'm going to stick to that with, with these kind of films. So, yeah, you could, you could, yeah, potentially you could take your niece to it, yeah. Um, and then and, and, and show her her uh, the feminist icons like um, Martina Big and Lily 4K or Lily 8K as the case may be in the sequel Foxy Menagerie yeah, Bear yeah right yeah. up there with Ruth Bader Ginsburg yeah. um, so <laughs> I'm being a, I hopefully the audience understands I'm being a little tongue in cheek with that that quote yeah but yeah but um, yeah no but it, I you know hey so th- you know thank you again for being on the podcast I feel like I should probably be respectful of your time we've gone yeah, over man. a little bit here. I know you've yeah, got a man. lot to do. Yeah. You got shooting going on in LA and only a limited time in 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 uh in Seattle, which is where we are. I ca- sure. was able to catch you while you're in the states, but um Dre, yeah. thank you so much, man, and I'm looking forward to the next one coming out. Let's stay in touch because pleasure, I would love man. to hear Real how pleasure. it's going up. Yeah, Real and pleasure, man. we could do Real a really you know, when, when you really get into it. production or something, maybe we can do a number 2 because I would love yeah. to to hear yeah, how man. that's going. And um otherwise yeah. be well, dude, and I'm going to try to get that King of Boobs thing I, yeah, uh, you, figure out a place to set it to set. If you have a PO <laughs> box, I'll send it over. You can put it on your desk. Thank <laughs> you. All right. Thank you so much, man. Have Take a good care. One, man. Thanks a lot for that. Yeah, my pleasure. All the best. Bye-bye.